Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, before we move on to the next topic here, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at the Love the Star podcast. It is Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically what Boomer Jacks has ready for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they have great deals for you the rest of the time, too. They got drink specials starting at $3. They have $15 buckets of beer. There are wall-to-wall TVs. Every sporting event you could ever imagine is on the televisions there when you go to Boomer Jacks. They have TVs in the bathroom. There's literally not a time where you will miss a moment of the action. Live music, like I said, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, great food. It's just a fantastic atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, and it's why we're so excited to have them as our partner here at Love the Star. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we uh, solicit questions from our dear, sweet listeners. First one here from Brandon Laurie. He's asking, which wide receiver has the most approved in training camp? Simi Fihoko, Kevante Turpin, or Dennis Houston? It's a good question. It's a really good question. And we've started to see that Turpin is being used more as a, a possibility. And so that was something that you and I had talked about uh, post-Green Bay Packer game last year that we were looking forward to the bye week and then Turpin being like special packages and stuff and getting him on the field. That never materialized. But uh, Houston, I think Houston is who he is. I think Houston is a pretty good practice player. I think he had an opportunity to shine, uh, to uh, to develop a little bit, to maybe get a leg up. I don't think he took advantage of that at all. The thing about Turpin is, and I mentioned him again, uh, that he is a shorter guy. He's explosive. We've seen him the capability of making big plays. I, I want to see him get more involved, and, and they're starting to do that. They're, they're, they're way starting to do that. Simi Fajoko, I think the hope for him is that he becomes a better version of Noah Brown. That's kind of where I see Simi Fajoko right now. If he's better able, athlete, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Simi Fajoko, I'll never forget watching that Stanford-UCLA game, and my man caught, like, it seemed like 17 passes that day. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you were, it was impressive. They Stanford, I mean, UCLA couldn't stop him. And so I just remember that type of ability. But the hope for him is special teams, Noah Brown, toughness, athlete, that type of guy. 
I think that I think that they they all have something to prove. If I had to power rank them as far as where I think they might, uh, you know, where it might might fall, I would say Fajoko first, Turpin second, and Houston third. I think Houston is just kind of who he is. I think I agree with that order. Fajoko, this is year three. He was a fifth round draft pick. Yeah. Um, it's somebody that there, you know, has, has really good gifts and I'm, I'm a big fan of Simi Fogo. Yeah. Um, good but guy. it's really good guy. He, yeah. he is such a great guy. Uh, congratulations to him. He is a uh, new father, just had a, a baby boy. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Simi's got the most Turpin while they're giving him more opportunity. Turpin's look, the Cowboys have said it from day one. He is a returner first. Yeah. That's what, that's what he's here for. Um, you know, so I, I think that whatever he can add in the receiving room is is great and and will help, um, especially if they start feeling like, hey, Deuce Vaughn's here to challenge you on some of this return stuff because we saw he was not great in the second half of the season in the return game. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that the last would be Houston because I agree. I think he kind of is what he is. Now, the biggest benefit for Houston is what has been one of the big buzzwords this offseason? Communication, hmm. communication, communication, communication. Brian, what did we hear all last summer is the reason why they loved Dennis Houston. Communicates with Dak. He is always where he's supposed to be. He knows yeah. where he's supposed to be. He yeah. he knows, uh, you know, Dak but that knows. Can only, that can only carry you so far. Sure, that, that, sure. That now. Like, but, I'm not keeping you. I mean, they kept him around. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, they put Ridgeway, the tackle, on the street to keep him mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, now that's why that's why I say I think I have that right. Yeah, I, I no, know you it are. was a wide receiver that they, you, yeah, that they activated. You are, you are. It, yeah, it, it only it, here's the thing. It only gets you so far. But I will say this: when you're talking about a new scheme and a new system, and it's so timing based with what they're doing, I do think that the timing based, if it's about he is where he's supposed to be, and other guys sure. are that, sure. that might preserve him a spot. But yeah. I don't think there's anything new he can show. He is what he is. They I think he is it. what he is. And 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 hey, you know, God bless him for coming in here and, and and making the team off the jump the way he did. But I to me, he had his shot, and he never did anything once he had his shot to solidify why to keep him around. I know that sounds harsh, but the reality of it is that there's other receivers I would much rather see. Than Houston, I have an idea of what he is. I, I hope he, I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I, I, I have an idea. I think what he is, and that's just a guy that, like you said, he's in the right place at the right time. Is there anything other more dim, uh, dynamic about him? I really don't think so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, next question here from Minnesota Wise Guys. Uh, I assume he's talking to both of us here, um, but it, so. it may just be you. You don't seem to be as high on Jake Ferguson as others. Why? He might be talking to me. I I think that you know, I have not been as high on Ferguson as people. Okay, talk. well then go ahead and comment. Like go him. comment. Go ahead. No, I, I, I like Ferguson. Look, here's the here's the reality of the situation. I can tell you with certainty this is how it played out. I know this is how it played out. 
Uh, Jake Ferguson was a pick that was made because they said if we don't get our guy now, we we're gonna we're not gonna have anybody. Yeah. And so Ferguson was not necessarily a guy that they prioritized and thought like, oh my gosh, this is a, a perfect fourth round pick for us. It was there's a run on tight ends here. We got to snatch somebody up. And so they grabbed Ferguson. Ferguson was good last year. Um, I, I think he did some positive things. I like how steady he is. I think the upside is way higher on Schoonmaker, and I think it's higher on Peyton Hendershot. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's kind of the same conversation about Dennis Houston, although obviously a better player in Jake Ferguson. But Ferguson, I think, kind of is what he is. I don't I don't think Ferguson's got a, a ton of room to grow or a ton of – uh, you know, room to to develop more or or press defenses. I think he kind of is what he is. He can become a better version of himself, an improved version in certain areas, but his skill set is his skill set, and I, I think it's largely as a number two tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I to me that's where that's where I'm kind of uh you know Linda Wells and you know the people in the organization, they love Hendershot. They, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right about him, you know, and I kind of feel like they're, they're it, it's a good group of tight ends. It really, Jay, Ferguson, he's, he is, he's looked better than I thought even coming out of Wisconsin. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had an idea what he, but he's gotten bigger. He looks a little bit more nifty, catches the I ball. I think he's more well. athletic than more, I saw in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sometimes I think the same thing could be said about Schoonmaker coming out of Michigan. I think Michigan, I think Michigan didn't really showcase that Schoonmaker can catch the ball. I, I I think he can. You know, he's got the size, he's got the blocking ability. Uh, but this is all about Ferguson, and I feel like that you know talking to people over there, and I I like Ferguson, but I I do like what I'm hearing and seeing with with Hendershot, and I do, and you know me, I'm. I I'm a fan of Schoonmaker. I I you know him and Laporta from Iowa were my second round guys. So you know I I think they got I think they got the right guy when it came to that tight end spot. Next question here from Devin Boyle. Uh, give me some of your breakout candidates, i.e., who you think will break out and who needs to break out to have the biggest impact for the Cowboys. Uh, so Brian, maybe a name or two of guys on the roster that you think will have. A, a breakout type of year and a couple guys who you think the Cowboys really need to have a breakout kind of year. Okay, this is a guy I want everybody to kind of keep an eye on. I know last year I had uh, last year I was talking about Dorrance Armstrong as being that guy. I think this is a year. I think they're going to figure out what Chauncey Golston can do as an under tackle or a, or that three technique. You know where he plays on that outside shoulder. Yeah, I know that Osa Odigizua. I I think that I you know you could say him as far as breaking out, but he I I saw enough of him last year where I'm like I think Osa's going to have a really really good year. But the but the but Chauncey Golston. I I feel like okay full time, you know full time three technique playing inside, the coaching that he gets. I think that he's got that ability to be a really good run defender and also give you a little bit as a pass rusher, you know, attacking that that gap and getting up the field. So I would keep an eye on him as far as a guy that I really, really think that you you know, with with everything that he's doing 
uh, with the group he's with on the defensive side of the ball, they figure out ways to use these guys and make them and make them really uh, stand out. So Golston would be uh, that guy. I think another guy too is Israel Mukwamu. I think Mukwamu, he, you know, I like him a lot. When they were they were throwing all, they were getting guys off the street to play cornerback, and they they ha- and then all of a sudden they went with Mukwamu, and it was like, whoa, what are we doing here? But the fact that he could play safety, he could play corner, and Bobby, we've seen him line up in the slot on uh, some of these uh, these sub packages, sub being nickels and dimes and those packages. Yeah. You know, we've seen Mukwamu. I, I kind of feel like that he's a guy that is going to probably find a way to get on the field, maybe initially as a dime player, but the fact that he's got that length and his ability to cover and be around the ball and he's more than physical enough, those are two guys I would I would say uh, have got my attention. I was ready for Mukwamu to switch to corner uh, last summer at training camp when – You've said it before, Brian. I, I want to see if you you recall what what is one of your favorite uh, when you're scouting corners on tape. Do you do you remember what one of your if you could break, play the inside routes? Let me play. Well, if, if, yeah, if yeah. you can carry him, you, you can, can carry. carry yeah, if you, yeah. If you can carry a receiver across yeah. the the field. Yeah, and I saw him do it twice in one practice to CD Lamb. Yeah, exactly. And break up the pass, and I went. What are we wasting time at safety for? He just yeah. carried, people have not yeah. been able to stop Lamb last training yeah. camp, exactly. and he did it two times in about six plays, took yeah. him from the slot, carried him all the way to the other side of the field, stayed in his hip pocket, broke the pass up. And I, I saw that and I was like, we need more Israel Mukwamu immediately. Uh, a name to look at in terms of a guy who I think will break out. I think Damone Clark's going to have a good year. Yeah. I, I think that that's somebody who... Hell, this time last year, we weren't even sure he was going to play. It was, yeah. it was honestly, to me, a miracle that he played last I agree. year. Great job agree. Brett Brown getting him ready. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that this year he'll only be more prepared and more ready. And that's a guy that I think they're counting on, not just as a contributor on the football field. I think they're counting on him to, to be a, a, you know, blossoming leader uh, and somebody who can. Maybe a guy that replaces Van Der Esch after the 2023 season. Absolutely. And I mean, you want to talk about stuff that pops on film. You remember last year, he caught Justin Fields to the sideline. That is not normal. A lot of people do that. And Damone Clark flew out there. Uh, The guy that I think they, I'll name two that they need to break out. They need one of Nashawn Wright or Kelvin Joseph to click. Yeah, this is year three. They need one of those guys to be really good this year. Um, and I feel more optimistic about that being Wright than Joseph at this point, just because I don't trust Joseph's mental makeup. Maybe Joseph point. as a safety might be something good. You never know. Maybe he's, he's willing to tackle. He is willing he to is. tackle. Yep. He absolutely is. He's, he's willing to be physical, but those are the ones that stand out to me. I think Damone Clark will have a good year. I think they could stand any of their recent top 100 picks that were kind of questioning. So Jalen Tolbert, Nashawn Wright, Kelvin Joseph, they, they it would really help this team if they could get those guys. Uh, yeah, Jabril Cox is another one they need to Cox get Cox is definitely another one. Neville Gallimore. This is yeah, a big I, I think Gallimore. the ship sailed on him. I think I, I they, th- well, and here's the thing. He's doing. He I looks think good, a- though. I mean, physically he looks good. I mean, Which is good because he came to camp overweight last weight, year. Yeah, way that was overweight. really frustrating to yeah. them. All right, that does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. Uh, we will bring another episode to you shortly. We will uh, cover the this roster inventory, taking a look at the different spots along the team that, uh, you know, how we feel about the position groups, where they still need to be stronger, who are some cut candidates. So we'll do that over the coming weeks. For Brian Broadus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys later.